You should've never doubted me I'ma work to my last breath I'ma hustle to my last breath Yeah, yeah Uh, yeah, you should've never doubted me The pain and the struggle followed me My daddy never and that bothered me and his call screens made a man What's going on guys? This is Albert Shaq Nazarov, a father, a son, a brother, entrepreneur, young hustler, but most importantly, an alpha male. This is our first episode from Average to Alpha, and I am super excited to be here with you sharing this podcast. Since it's our first episode, I want to set the rules straight with you guys. We're not here to impress you. This is not a popularity contest. This is not a beauty contest. I don't speak perfect English. I do have a very thick accent. Some of you will love it. Some of you will hate it. I hope you're not here for that. I hope you're here for information that we're going to share with you to make you an ultimate alpha. I hope you're here for information that other speakers that are going to share with you on the show. Most importantly, I hope you're here to learn and grow and develop yourself to become you know, the best version of yourself because this is exactly why we're doing this. Many of our Instagram followers, many of our you know, fans for Axelid and different things that we're doing right now have requested for us to be able to come up with a podcast and we want to give back to you guys. So this is for you. Let's get started. I want to share a little bit about myself and where I come from so that way at least you understand who is your host and where I come from and why did we decide to release the project from average to alpha. I was born in 1991, one of the scariest moments of my family's life. My mom was pregnant, my older brother was five years old, my father was so stressed out because at that point my family were escaping genocide coming to Russia. My father had to pay off a lot of people, go through a lot of different troubles to be able to get us to the safe house in Moscow. We were placed into a 300 square feet hotel room where our kitchen, our living room and bedroom were all inside that 300 square foot room. We had to share a public bathroom, a public shower with all other refugees and immigrants. We were in an area where it was filled with prostitution, drugs, fighting, abuse, and number one thing that was on my father's mind at that point is how do I get my family out of here? My father would find any kind of work that he could, barely speaking the language at that time, working anywhere between 80 to 100 hours a week to be able to provide for us and try to develop a exit game or exit from the hotel and growing up from what I'm told I would barely see my father because he would constantly work however to me my father is my biggest hero As growing up, I always seen him work hard and sacrifice all of his life to be able to give back to us. Within five years, he 
was able to get us out of that hotel. There was many families left behind and there was many people that are still living in that hotel at that point. However, my dad did everything he could in his power to be able to get us into a better environment. After many years of hard work, by the age of 12, when I was 12 years old, my father was able to open up a business, a restaurant. Everything seemed to be going in the right direction until there was a lot of changes made inside the country, politically, socially. We were not accepted no longer in Russia. There was a lot of racism. There was a group called skinheads that would constantly attack any refugee, any immigrant that, didn't, that looked apart from Russian. We were moved to a segregated area where a lot of refugees would live inside the apartments. And inside that area, even though we were all different, all from different countries, different cultures, we were all one because we had to fight against the bigger dogs, I would say. And at that point, a lot of our neighbors, a lot of people that lived in our neighborhood would get killed, jumped, beat up, hospitalized. And one of those people was my older brother who was beat up during the winter, buried in the snow, diagnosed with multiple concussions, broken rib and placed into a hospital. Later that year, my father was beat up by multiple skinheads in front of his restaurant, where his eye socket was broken into many different pieces. At that point, our family was facing the biggest fear of our life. My father was somebody who was providing food roof over our head and this is this is the person that we count on now hospitalized could be forever handicapped gladly he had multiple surgeries and he ended up being better than we expected he lost 75 percent of his vision and during that month he had to make a decision if he's going to stay in that country where he's going to move somewhere else. We had an opportunity that came along our way to come to the United States, the land of opportunity. And my father had to make a decision within two weeks if we're going to go or we're going to stay. And the decision was made that we are going to go. We could not bring more than $2,000 for us at that time. He had to leave his business behind, he had to leave his culture, his friends, everything he has built over 12 years time, he had to leave behind and start all over again. When we came to the United States, to me, I was excited because growing up I would watch all these kinds of movies with Chuck Norris, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sylvester Stallone and I would imagine you know oh my god I'm going to United States America the land of opportunity where dreams do come true I'm going to see all these great 
things I have seen in the movies. And I remember us flying out, getting to JFK, getting processed as refugees, and driving three hours from New York City to Connecticut. We came super late, it was like three o'clock in the morning, and we came to the house, and the house was beautiful. We never had seen a house like this before, we never owned a house this big before, and our sponsor told us at three o'clock in the morning, said to us, we filled your fridge, we paid all your bills for one month. Within one month, all this responsibility, all your bills, everything falls on you. At that point, my father could not sleep the entire night because at the age of 42, he had to start over. And on the next morning, when everybody woke up, same day, he started to walk around the city, knocking on every single door, asking for an opportunity. 16 days later, after knocking business after business after business, he was able to land the job where he would get paid $5 an hour and he would work 80 hours a week. And for $5 an hour, he had to clean, cook, surf, pack things, and he would work 80 hours a week. My mother, my father began to argue nonstop because of money. My older brother also got the job working. Everybody's working for a dollar. Everybody's trying to make a buck. Myself, I felt like I was an outsider. I had to go to school to the place that I didn't know anyone. And I couldn't find a job because I had to go to school. And the only thing I knew growing up is how to fight. That's all I knew. So my way of communicating when I went to school was with my fists. Many people made fun of me because I didn't wear Jordans or Nikes. Many people made fun of me because my pants weren't sagging and because I, uh, I was an oddball. I had to eat lunch by myself. I had to just be a loser, as people would call me at that time. And to me, growing up, you know, the way to stand up for yourself is to fight. So at that time, I fought 13 different times. I got suspended in school. I got expelled on the 14th time. And long story short, so many people saw me fight that, you know, there was an underground fighting going on. And the, for me, I, didn't, I, I had no purpose, I had no direction. So on the Fridays, I would show up and I would fight for four, five, six hundred dollars a night. Sometimes you fight once, sometimes you fight twice. 
and there would be bigger guys than me and I would just go in and I would just fight and to me it was either kill or be killed I had nothing to live for at that point because to me again I was depressed I was I was like an animal because that's what I was used to growing up I had to fight every single day to survive eventually I got arrested and sentenced to six months in detention center because I was underage and I remember my father coming to visit me and he was so disappointed that he didn't visit me for an entire month but then he did, he came and his exact words were you have let me down and I will never be proud of you that night I stood up I cried but I cried that no one could hear me my tears just kept falling from my eyes and I just knew that if anybody sees me crying then I would be a weak one and I couldn't show anybody my weakness but I promised myself the second I get out of detention center I'm going to do whatever I can to make my father proud I graduated high school I got my high school diploma I was reading a different newspapers for my soccer abilities I was giving different awards and I had to go to community college due to my immigration paperwork and not have enough money to pay for college and at that time I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do but I, I was looking for a better way I was looking for a bigger opportunity and I knew the school wasn't for me I didn't want to go to college the only reason why I went there is to play division three soccer and I remember that I got a call and the call was from a doctor it was an emergency room and they said that my father had a heart attack and that he needs an emergency surgery and at that point I felt like that's it it's too late time has passed I didn't have enough time to make my father proud thankfully my father was able to recover he was never the same but I remember sitting in his hospital room begging God universe to heal him to make him better to not let him go because I still had a lot more work to do to be able to show him that he can be proud of his son I promised myself that I'm never going to settle for average I promised myself that I'm going to become an alpha that I'm going to dominate my life that I am going to do whatever it takes for me not to only make my life better but make the life around people around me better I start to seek knowledge I start to meet with people I start to read books 
I joined a network marketing company. And everywhere I went, I felt like I was I was an outsider. I wasn't accepted. Everybody told me that I was too aggressive. That I always want to dominate. That I am my my attitude is too powerful. I am too too hardcore. I'm too much. But what they didn't understand is that I was really hungry for success and I really was sick and tired of seeing people around me being average. And I was fighting with my demons not to settle for that. So this podcast is for those of you that are tired of being average. This podcast is for those of you that want to become an alpha and dominate everything around you, dominate your love life, dominate your business, dominate your work, dominate your family, dominate everything, become an ultimate alpha human. And in today's world, I have a lot of mentors, I have a lot of people that support me, a lot of people finally understand me because I never stop being who I am. I believed in my vision. I believed in my abilities, what I'm capable of doing. And I'm here to share with you the number one thing that you have to do to be able to start this journey of becoming an alpha. You see, it starts, it starts with you. The only thing standing between you and your dreams is yourself. Specifically, it is your personality. A common dictionary definition explains a personality as the parent of collective character, behavioral, temperamental, emotional, and mental traits of a person. In the more simple terms, Your personality is the expression of the way you think and act. Alphas will lead and be followed by the pack in any resetting journeys. See, I never wanted to fit in. I always wanted to stand out. In high school, different groups, different people. It never really bothered me. I wasn't accepted. What bothered me that was that a lot of people didn't see my way. And more I believed in me, more I projected of who I was, that's when I started to begin to gain credibility. Because nothing was shaking my character or who I was becoming. So therefore, you know, my personality, the alpha personality, it stands by you really believing in you and what you bring into the table. In human society and culture, the role of the alpha male or female is very much similar. The alpha personality not only embodies the collective values and virtues for success 
we act as pioneers for not only our own personal success but everyone else's and I know you're probably sitting and listening to me and say well I don't have that kind of personality or I don't know where to start well here's the thing 99% of people are not born with this personality. 99% of people have learned to develop an alpha personality. So the first step of becoming an alpha and having that personality, it starts with your vision. So let's talk about how to develop a clear vision and develop a plan for your future. See, most people, they have a general idea about what they want for their lives. But the problem is that they don't really know how to express their vision to others. And this is something that sets apart a leader from the rest. The main quality that all leaders, all alphas share is that they have a clear and exciting vision for the future and the ability to communicate that vision. Brian Tracy once said, only a leader can think about the future and plan for the future each day. You have to communicate your vision. See, excellent leaders take the time to think through and develop a clear picture of how life will look in one, three, and five year increments. I remember when we, I just started becoming an entrepreneur and I started to you know, test different ventures. Me and my wife, we were living in her mother's basement. And we would constantly talk about six-month increments. I would promise her that every six months, our lives would get better. I said to her all the time, I promise you, in six months, we'll be out of this basement. Because I had a vision that we would have our own apartment. When we would take a bus and we had no car or way of traveling and it would be winter it would be 20 degrees and we would take a city bus i would tell her all the time i promise you in six months we'll have a vehicle we'll have a car i don't care what car it was but i promise you we will no longer freeze our butts we're no longer going to be taking a city transportation or public transportation so our vision it could be even evolved every three six twelve months but you have to picture it you have to write it down and you have to visualize it the leaders have the ability to communicate this vision in such a way that others buy in eventually others see the visions as belonging to them i would tell her stories how nice it would feel to be in our own apartment how great would it feel to have our own car and not rely for somebody to give us rights? And we would picture that together and she would buy into my vision and then we would motivate each other and we would push each other to go after those things. And that's what alphas do. They start with a vision and they give motivation to others to buy into that vision that's going to inspire them to take action. Second thing you want to do when it comes down to a vision is motivate people to give their best. It is the, it is the vision of the 
future possibilities and what can be done that creates that fire inside and motivates people to give their best. It's constantly, you have to paint that picture for them. If you're an alpha and you want people to follow you, people lose motivation constantly is because they don't have a clear vision. And you as an alpha, you have to remind them of the end goal constantly. There will be a lot of people that are going to fall off along this journey. But those that stay, those that keep going and give their best are the ones that constantly remember the full vision, the full picture, the full end goal. So at the end of the day, guys, it comes down to knowing what you want. And what you want is going to change constantly as you're becoming better, as your vision becomes more clear. A lot of people say, well, you have to be really specific. And then they, because they really want to get specific, they never start creating their vision. They never start creating how their life should be, how they want their life to be. And that's the biggest problem. When you focus too much on detail, you never get to do it. My advice to you today, first step of becoming a leader of your life, first step of becoming an alpha and dominate your personal life, dominate your business, dominate your relationship, no matter where you're going after, is to write down how do you want that life to look in six months, in 12 months, in 24 months, in 36 months, in five years. Google some pictures. If you're looking to buy a mansion, your favorite car, there's an interview that I did five years ago when I was just starting. I would talk about buying a Maserati. I would talk about having my own home. All those things came to truth. And it's because I constantly was feeding my vision. I constantly put my vision in front of me. And that would make me push even more, work harder, stay on course. I would go and test the Maserati. I would go vision hunting. I would look at the beautiful homes, the mansions. I always wanted two kids, one boy, one girl. I would picture how I would name them, how they would look. Because it starts with us. We are the ones that create our own life. Remember, what we think we become. What we think we will have, that's what we're going to end up with. This is our first episode, guys. I'm just going to leave it at that today. The next episode is going to be more in detail. It's going to be more hardcore, more raw. This is just something for all of you viewers, for all of you listeners to know that we want to provide you guys with the ultimate, best information to help you become 
and alpha. Thank you. Have a great day. My dreams all I got and I'll die for it. If I love it with a passion, I'ma ride for it.